Hey, bud. Check it out. Uh, what? This is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex. And uh, with me as always, Will Brinton. And uh, we're here to bring you some more uh, entertaining fun about everything and anything Hobbyplex related. Mostly RC car stuff. I actually have some airplane talk today. Hmm. Of course, as always, this show sponsored by Pivot Landing Group. If you uh, uh, get a hold of them, you mention this show and get yourself $500 lender credit or 0.125 off of your interest rate. Um, if you end up doing a home loan or refinance, something like that, you can find them at pivotlending.com and make sure to ask for Don Zoller. Or if you have to, give it a try because he's probably not there, but it's uh, uh, Aiden Olson's dad. What 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 I want to start on? There's so much stuff. So we should probably start on the uh, J Concepts race coming up, shouldn't we? Yeah, it'd be good. Let me bring it up real fast because this is a big deal. You know, we had been kind of um, talking about it for a while and kind of um, nonchalantly sort of saying, hey, you know, we're probably going to have this race. Can't say what it is. Well, then we finally could say what it is. And it also kind of ties into something that I wanted to talk about, um, too, just here in a little bit. Coronavirus update. At the moment, we have, we have 246 entries already signed up. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we can only take 140 people. So, uh, because that's pretty much how much pit space we have. And um, also... Our capacity, officially, uh, at fifty percent capacity, which is what Nebraska is at now, is one hundred and like fifty-two or something like that. So, I'm, um, we could we could create we could try to create some more space, but then things are going to be really tight, and you're going to have um, team managers there, you know, with Jason and and maybe Ron sure if if they come out or not. I'm not sure, but the COVID thing's still going on. You never know. But we only have really one hundred and forty pit spots. So that's what we're, that's the number we're going with. Uh, there's 113 people signed up right now. So there's not that many. There's only 27 people left to get signed up. The race is probably going to fill up right now. I'm giving everybody till January 25th to pay. And then everybody else that wants to get signed up that, you know, might miss it. We'll have to get on a waiting list. The people that don't pay by the 25th, cause there's always a handful of them. We'll, we'll get rid of them and then we'll open it up to the rest that number that date might get pushed up because we put it January. I, I put it at January 25th because we were still at 25 capacity, 25% capacity as of Friday. And I wanted to see what happens in January. And as it turns out, the governor kind of um, loosened up the rules a little bit. And because the numbers are hitting a certain color or whatever it is. I don't know. I guess we're in orange instead of yellow. And so now we're at 50%, which means that as of this moment, uh, we don't have to do online sign up for the techno series January 9th. Well, that's good. So I hope that stays because that, that's a huge pain in the butt and I hate turning people away. Mm-hmm. It also means though that unless it's going to be like super duper duper cold that weekend, 
or some big, you know, snowstorm hits that weekend, that chances are that race is going to get, I could, that could easily get more than 200 entries. Yeah. I mean, we're at 181 with 75 people, not including the people that are out in trailers. So, I mean, holy crap, dude. Mm -hmm. (sighs) That's a long ass day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. So if you've hit, if you, if you wanted to come to the J concepts indoor Nats, February 5th through the 7th, better hurry up and get signed up on, on online signup. Uh, if I do move up that pay date, I I'm basically RC signup lets you do like mass emails. So I'm going to send out an email and then, uh, I've been corresponding with Jason Rona at J concepts about, um, the independent tires. And it sounds like, um, we're going to get them pretty cheap. They will more than likely be silver ellipses. Um, unless there's a problem with stock or something, then, then they will be gold, but either way they're good to, you know, gold and silver both work no matter what. Yeah. And then there's going to be a, for that class only, there's going to be a visible tread tire rule. Oh, so. Okay. You won't be able to just sand them off. There's got to be some tread on the, on the tire. That's good. Yeah. I saw you signed up. Yep. I got signed up. And, uh, I'm signed up. Emerson signed up. So we're good. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're golden. I was going to have a flyer for this race. Then um, I kind of checked up on, on Mike Garrison this week through email because I hadn't heard anything from him in a while. And I was like, Hey, you know, um, just checking up, you know, what's going on. Cause he got the crash in flyer done for us. And that's February 27th. And I kind of, I, I, we needed to add the, 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 um, the tire thing, you know, cause I didn't put that in the information when I first sent it to him. And he got back to me and said, well, probably not going to be able to do it. I'm in the hospital still. So at first he had COVID and this is all public Mm -hmm. now. So, so I guess I can talk about it, but, um, yeah, but first he had COVID and then, and then shortly afterwards they found like a bunch of blood clots everywhere. Yeah. So he's been in the hospital for like a month. Hmm. So I felt really, I felt like a huge butthole. I was like, Oh, don't even worry about it, dude. It's fine. Yeah. We're at 246 entries with pretty much no marketing. <laughs> like, yeah. Other than that's this. Pr- that's pretty insane. Yeah. Other than this show and, uh, and our Facebook and, um, and the, the flyer that J concepts made that got put out there. So the cool thing is I've been looking at the entries, dude, it's mostly Midwest local. Like I, obviously we don't have, 246 local entries. But if you look at the names of everybody who signed up there, there's really nobody from say, you know, California or Florida or anything like, or New York. It's all people I recognize from the Midwest here. So. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good race. As long as we can hold that 50% capacity or more, we're good. Right. Exactly. If, if suddenly there's a huge spike and they drop us back to 25, like February 1st, oof, mm-hmm. you know, then what? We'll have to get creative. Yeah. I, I like the normal way of doing races. I know that there's been some back and forth on some other live streams and some videos and stuff about making, you know, splitting up the days and all that sort of thing. It's not something I would typically want to do, but if we, if we have to limit it to a certain number of people each day, I think that could be done. I think it could be. 
you could do like, like stock qualifying on, on one day, on one day, mod qualifying on the other day, stock mains on one day, and then mod mod mains on the other day. Like they do at a nitro race. You could, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could split it up. Yeah. But. I'm just, I'm spitballing it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the point I wanted to make with Mike Garrison is if you can, um, if you know who he is, you, you should be able to find him on Facebook. You know, if you're friends with him on Facebook or, uh, even if you're not like find him and just like chime in a little, you know, a note or a post or something like that saying, you know, get well soon or whatever. Oh yeah. Cause he's a fairly well-known voice in hobbies. Yeah, no, he's uh, definitely a figurehead. I mean, he's, he announces races. He, uh, he, he promotes his own races at mostly at fast lane. He's been the voice on uh, live RC quite a few times. He's the voice that you hear on the, uh, come race with me or come race with us, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Come uh, race with us from uh, Corey Drakenberg, which is very good YouTube content for, especially when you're working on your stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I was, I do that a lot. I'll just turn to one of those. And then he's or come uh, drive, come drive with, come us. drive with us. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And then also obviously boom RC it's, it was his uh, company. He, he sold it, but he still works for that company to, to basically provide stickers and stuff like that. So, I mean, oof. sounds like he's getting better, but, uh, still though, that would suck to be put out for a month like that or more. Yeah. There were a couple silly season moves. Did you see, uh, refresh my memory. So, you know how we were talking about Tyler Jones? How we were like, I can't see him leaving a gamma. Well, he just left a gamma. Where did he go? It, he's not, he's not, he hasn't said yet. Oh, okay. But I uh, saw he left a gamma, but yeah, he did announce that he was leaving a uh, gamma and a gamma <laughs> and Nemo racing. So that's kind of weird. That's a lot of success there. And he seems like he'd be their top driver now with, with Ryan Lutz not there either. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of weird. And then, um, I think, I think maybe last year we, or last week we did, we did talk about the, uh, the, uh, Joe pillars thing. Yeah. So yep, we did. And then I talked to, um, Riley at, uh, Filbert this weekend. He was up, uh, he raced on Saturday and then he kind of hung out on Sunday and just, I straight up asked him like, what's going on at Yokomo? Cause he's a Yokomo driver mm-hmm. and he's, uh, he said he's been talking to, people in Japanese. Like he's basically like he's, he's been talking to Yokomo, but it's all been in Japanese. So it's like, uh, uh, (laughs) it's, it's using a translator. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be tough. So yeah, he basically has no U S contact. Oh really? How strange would that be? Yeah. Wasn't there, um, I don't remember who, uh, Barry Baker was driving for, but like they, he had to like translate all of his emails from this company he was driving for. Yeah. And they, the, the company like went under or something or they dropped him and he translated it and it just says, we cannot pay you or something like that. <laughs> oh, no. there, there was a rip rip cast with him explaining it. I always thought that was a pretty good story. That would be, that would be great. Not great as in like, you can't do, you don't get paid, but yeah, a great story. would be like, yep, I'm done out of here. See ya. Yeah. Super chat. We just got a super chat. Uh, no, qu- no question. It's uh, Jason Haley. 
Uh, he just dropped a buck ninety nine, and uh, he nice. wants to thank um, thanks for the pro tip on the driver stand on Friday. So what what he's talking about is uh, on Friday they put mod and stock guys together in one heat just to save marshals. I do the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't run Fridays. I let Trevor run Fridays, and uh, um, to save a heat, save a little bit of time, and also get us some corner marshals. Uh, there was three mod guys, Mitchell, Tom, and me. And then there was three stock guys. So it was Jason. Oof, I can't remember the other two guys that were there racing stock. I should, but I can't remember. Anyways, I'm up on the driver's stand and I hear out of, out of my ear next to me, it's Jason. I hear the click of letting go of the steering wheel. <laughs> right. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. And, and I'm like, Oh, Oh, you're one of those guys. Okay. I'm like, you need to, you need to mentally like, cause people do that without even knowing they're doing it. That's the thing. And then, mm-hmm. we, and, and there's another guy, Mike Griner, uh, told me he was frustrated after the last techno race. And he was like, I'm, I know I'm a better driver than this. And, uh, I don't, I don't get, you know, why my car drives the way it does. And it turned out he spent some time at Fort Dodge, um, with Trevor Paul and those guys, Bradley Peterson and those guys. And, uh, and they did, they told him the same thing. They're like, well, you're letting go of the steering wheel. And it, it's, it's self-centering, but at the same time, when it does that, the, the tires will wiggle, you know, just a little bit. And then also you don't mm-hmm. have control of your car when you don't have your hand on the steering wheel. It's just like a real car. And he yeah. said that, uh, Griner said that he, he made a conscious effort to hold onto the wheel and he picked up like, like a, like, uh, like a second a lap or something crazy like that. What? And That's so pretty I, cool. Yeah. And so I told Jason the same thing. I'm like, I can hear it, you know, try to, try to keep your hands on the wheel at all times, make a, make a conscious effort to, to know what you're doing with that. And it's, uh, yeah, he must've, uh, must've done a little bit better. The other thing too, there's just some subtle things on the driver's stand that you can see, like, like slouchers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Like people who like slouch, like, or like super relaxed and slouch over the driver's stand. Yeah. They usually don't drive very well. I've never seen a sloucher do that well. Yeah, there's a video of uh, Kinwald driving. I think it's when he won the 97 Worlds and he's leaning over the railing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. But but no, other than that exception, I can't think of one. Because it's like, well, his his is a little different because he was... Uh, he's probably hurting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like you're not getting into you're not getting after it you know yeah so it's like you're not like you're just kind of going through the motions of driving you're not like doing I mean, it every every <laughs> rc every rc racer has their own stance and their own kind of ritual when it comes to driver stand stuff but I, but i have told new people before i'm like you know you'd probably drive better if you stood up straight and kind of like held your radio a little bit a little bit more attentive I said, you'd mm-hmm. be surprised what a difference that makes. And it usually does. But then there's the other extreme where people are like, they got it like right up next to their face and you can, their eyeballs are popping out of their head and they're just like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. White, kn- white knuckle on it. Yeah. The whole wearing time. Out the, yeah. Wearing out the foam on the wheel. Yeah. I used to do that. <laughs> I used to be a, uh, I used to be a up here guy for some reason. Yeah. Well, that was different when you had the the uh, antenna sticking out of your radio. Yeah, because it counterbalanced yeah. it. It actually was kind of comfy. Yeah, I've never done that. Like I've always, I don't know. 
I've always just done it textbook style. <laughs> so I have noticed over the years that the lower I've held my radio, the faster I've gotten. Mm-hmm. So I used to be up here. Well, first I probably was a leaner. Actually, there's a really funny story. Very quick story. By the way, this probably won't be a huge race results podcast because we got a lot of stuff to go over, but um, this, le- this gets me into this part. Okay. So when I was, it had to be 92, 91, 92. And I had my Magnum junior with the gigantic long, um, antenna sticking up. I used to be a wandery guy. I used to wander, oh, really? right? So I'd follow where the car was going. And, um, it, it was at marbles hobby supply in Des Moines. And it was on an old school, blown out, dusty dirt track. And it was actually a really cool layout. They had this wooden crossover. So your car would disappear for a split second then pop up out of nowhere. And you'd have to, I remember you'd had to turn to the right really hard. Well, as usual, I had like worn out tires because I was, I used to drive on the street too, you know, used to be that guy. And so this car pushed like mad. And so the more it pushed, the more I turned the radio the other direction. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, eh. and this guy next to me, you got to remember, I'm like 12 years old or 13. This guy next to me, the antenna got in his, you know, vision once probably hit him. I don't know, whatever. But he was like, get that antenna away from me. And he knocked it down. And I was like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then like a couple of minutes later, I did it again. And he's like, boy, the next time that that gets in my face, I'm going to break your antenna. And so the next rate, the next heat I was in. It's just, again, it's, it's, it's subconscious. You don't even know you're doing it. And sure enough, I'm standing right next to this guy again. You would think he might've moved, but whatever. And, uh, sure enough, you know, come through that section cars pushing like crazy. I'm cranking the wheel. I'm trying to get it to turn, you know, with just force of will. And the antenna goes in the guy and he goes, I told you. And he took and he snapped my antenna in half. And my dad just happened to be there. Mm-hmm. That is normally he would drop me off and then come back later. But for some reason, yeah. I think it was a trophy race, actually. For some reason, my dad was actually there that day and saw that and flipped out on the guy and made him go into Marble's Hobby Supply and buy me an antenna. I was so proud. That's pretty awesome. No fight. It wasn't like a real fight or anything like that. It was just like my dad, you know, he, he's like me. He kind of he can he can say naughty words every once in a while. And he was like, hey, blingity blank. Let me come over here. I want to talk to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was pretty awesome. That was great. Anyways. Yeah. So yeah. So there's, yeah, there's lots of subtle little things that you can do. And if you're aware of it, you know, you can do I ever do anything funny on the driver's stand or weird rituals that I don't know I do. I don't think so. Yeah. I think you'd like to kind of adjust your hat a little bit every once in a while. And I wiggle my butt before the race. Yeah. I do notice now that when I'm really into it and I can really see what I'm doing, you know, I'm really focused on what I'm doing. I bite my bottom lip. Oh, really? The whole time. So my bottom, usually if I'm doing really good at a race, by the time I come off the stand, my bottom lip is numb. I don't do that. Probably the, the pre-race ritual that I noticed somebody does all the time. And I chuckle a little bit every single time is uh, David Albrico when you're going up on the stand with him and right before the race, yeah. he's holding his radio. He takes his hands out and he goes like, 
how it like hurts my wrist doing that. But like he does it like super hard and loud. And it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, for some reason I saw him doing that and I started doing that a little bit too. Uh back when we, we were racing together a lot. And uh I can't do that now because I have this like thing on my wrist and it hurts. I actually just hurt my wrist trying to do it. <laughs> but it's like he it's like a snappy noise yes. from his fingers hitting. Dude, it's hard. <laughs> it does it hard too. <laughs> yeah. It, that's probably the one that I remember the most is some Jason Haley said that uh, you wiggle is you wiggle your butt. Who does? Jason Haley said you wiggle your butt. I do in the chat. Yeah, he said you wiggle. I do. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I didn't think I did. I know I do. Right before the race, I do that, I, like that. and then I'm then I don't I'm think settled. I do. I have a sweet spot on my on my on my belly too, that I hold my, my radio has got to sit in. That's why I have to. So like at certain tracks, if the railings are really high, I'm out. Count me out for the race. Yeah. I can't, I can't stand. I can't hold my radio any higher than where my belly's at. Cause there's a little sweet spot where I like to rest my radio at. Mark, Mark Z. He holds his radio. Like, you know, the original oh, yeah, like, square box Ugh. ones. He holds it right here on his, on his belly and drives like this. And he like sticks his, he <laughs> sticks his awesome. thing out. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, I don't know. I think that was about it for silly season. I didn't see anything else that really stood out other than, um, you got your, you got your, uh, you got your thing, didn't you from associated? Yep. I, I uh, signed my contract for another year. And how many years is that now for you? This will, this is nine. Oh man. I think working on 10. That's awesome. Next year it'll be 10. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. That's totally sweet. Almost a decade. Yeah. Time's fun when you're having flies. Yep. <laughs> uh, hold on. I just got a, uh, I just got a text from my wife. Welcome to Texts from Gretchen. Today's episode, P, Lies, and Videotape. Uh, how do I find the P video on the way to MC? Send me the link. P video. What the heck is she talking about? P video. What is MC? I don't even know what MC is. Hold on a second. MC P video. Yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me uh, get that going. Say that again. I like how the, the show just comes to an abrupt halt. Say that again. You should call her. Yeah, I should call her and like put the mic up to the thing and, and we have a discussion. Remember when I did that at the track one time? God, that was funny. Yeah. I like doing that. He's like, track. you're not, you don't have me on speakerphone in front of Will, do you? <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, no. <laughs> She's like, you tell your friends everything. And I'm like, not really. Mostly just Will, but yeah, not really. Not everybody. And then I, and then I like have a conversation with her over the mic on the track <laughs> in front of everybody. After wreck on interstate, the video you took of me. Oh, oh, she's talking about Myrtle Beach. Oh, peeing in yeah, the cup? Yeah, in the cup. Peeing in the cup. <laughs> do, you, do you video that? <laughs> well, I didn't video the, pee, the you, peeing in the cup. That would have been really... Do a certain hub? Woo, that would have been weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, video of, of, the video you took of me after we turned off the interstate to go backwards. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I'll worry about that later. Yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't video my wife peeing in the cup. I just videoed the aftermath of the, of the peeing in the cup and tried to embarrass my wife. We did it. We did a Facebook live. It was really funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, real quick. Um, I did want to mention before we move on here to, uh, the Omahawks just had their auction. It's auction time. No, they, they didn't have auction? the auction no. because of COVID. They, they were, we, they have it at the Plex now in October. And yeah. because of COVID, they canceled it. So they didn't have the Labor Day show. They didn't have the auction. The next auction will be in, in the spring, I bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, they have a new board of directors. So um, the uh, president is Luke Hughes. Now, Luke Hughes came and did a show with us. Uh, we were talking about the Omahawks and we were talking about some other stuff like the drone regulations and everything. I think it was like our fifth show or something like that. It was very early. Yeah. Our, yeah. And, uh, uh, so he's president, Paul Edmonds is vice president, Rick Sessions. He was a former president and secretary. Kevin Hyde's a treasurer and it says forever treasurer because I think he's been the treasurer since time began. Uh, Cole Mayo is field chairman. I think that's Cole who like, he's in the, he's the guy that flies there every day and he's in the, the wheelchair. And okay. then, and then the board has, uh, Ron. O'Shane, Dennis Bender, Skip Brown, Sean Brothers, Dan Fitzgerald, Norris Hoover. None of those names are really, well, Skip Brown is familiar, but none of the other guys are. The thing is like I'm at, for airplane guys, unless there's a couple few of them, I'm mostly a face guy. If I see yeah. him at the field and I've seen him at the Hobbyplex before, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I just don't know a lot of these guys by name other than the main guys, Luke and Rick and Kevin and Cole. Anyways, that was just a little bit of news from the Omahawks guys. I just wanted to mention it does kind of fit in the uh, RC news criteria. I want to do something really cool because so we're going to have, we're going to do a show tonight that uh, the edited version will be out on Friday. We're going to do a show on Monday and then that'll come out. Uh, I believe Christmas day. Shoot. What is Friday? It's Friday the day after Christmas or Christmas day. I think Christmas is on a Thursday. Okay. So it'd be the day after Christmas. All right. All right. Um, and then we're not going to do a show on the 28th. We're going to take that week off because it's, it's a holiday and you know, we don't need to do a show. Plus there's nothing going on at the plaques other than freaking working. So yeah. Yeah. So I believe the day after Christmas, no, I think Christmas is on a Friday because I'm pretty sure this year, the day after Christmas is a Saturday. Is it? Yeah. So Friday is Christmas day. Oh, is it really? Yes. And that means that Saturday is the day after Christmas. Now I dread this every four years. Okay. Because because normally the day after Christmas normally historically has been our busiest day of the year at the Hobbyplex. Now that's been rivaled the last two years, Black Friday, actually, believe it or not. Our Black Friday used to not like be that big of a deal up until about two years ago. And then all of a sudden, Black Friday has actually been one of our busier days of the year. But normally, the day after Christmas is our busiest day of the year. That's why some of these tracks that, that I've gone to, I rem- there, was a, there was a store in Phoenix, Arizona when I went there for the Nitro Challenge. And when they told me they closed from Christmas Day to New Year's, I was like, what? That, is, how? that doesn't make any sense. Like That's like the, our busiest day of the year. Like That could... We, we would never get away with that ever. Um, yeah. Anyways, people got broken stuff. They got to get batteries. Yeah. It's either 
it's, it's a day I dread because most of the time, so half of it are people who've broken their stuff already and are, are coming back. A lot of them are brand new to the hobby. So they think they're just going to get a whole new truck, which yeah. isn't the case. And then, mm-hmm. uh, the other half of it is usually, uh, people who got a bunch of Christmas money or gift cards, or they didn't like what they got and didn't open it, didn't use it so they could return it and get something else. Mm-hmm. So either way, it's a busy day, but when it's on a Saturday, it's like a really busy day. Yeah. And I'm an idiot and I didn't ask for any days off this year um, because we're not, our family's not going anywhere. So yeah, we're not either. I don't think. Yeah. So whew, yeah. So that's going to be fun. So no show on the 28th and then we'll be back on the fourth because there is no racing that week. So, okay. Anyways, the point I was getting to was I wanted to, I want to do a giveaway. I've been wanting to do a giveaway for a while. Uh, I just haven't thought about what to do. So I've got a couple things that I want to show you guys. So the first one is everybody tonight who's, um, commenting, you guys are all entered. So if you're on here right now, there's 20 people watching, post a comment and, um, we're going to, uh, we're going to do a giveaway for this. So this is my MGT body. This is a team associated MGT. You guys remember those things? So we used to race those back in the day in the RC pro series. And I've had this body since like, um, when did I, when are 2002 or 2003, there's literally still to this day, pleasant Hill, Missouri dirt on this truck because I only race this truck one time and this is the body for it. So what I want to do is, uh, I want to do a couple different giveaways. The first one is uh, the comments tonight. Um, so if you're, if you're, if you're here, make sure you let me know and then we'll do a drawing. Um, we'll announce the winner next week. I'm just going to put everybody in a, in a grid and then we'll do a random, uh, number generator. Does that make sense? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I remember the monster GT. Yeah. This thing is freaking sweet, dude. I I've had this body yeah. and of course you can't use it now cause it doesn't really fit in anything, but it's a super awesome Ken McKinney paint job. So actually. No, it's, you know what? This could be a Matt Leibman paint job Ooh. because of that era. And this is, I, I don't know. Maybe Kenny did paint this. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, I want to do another one for subscribers. So the Hobbyplex show, uh, YouTube channel at this moment has, um, let me bring it up. 1963 subscribers. So we're really close to 2000 subscribers. So if you're watching this show and you're not subscribed, uh, subscribe because basically, um, the next is that 47 or 37. So the next 37 subscribers will be entered to win a TQ plaque for myself, uh, from the first J concept spring Nats. Uh, that we ever held at the Hobbyplex, and it's going to be Will and I are both going to sign it. And uh, um, so, if you're not subscribed to the to the to this channel, you should be. So subscribe, and uh, basically starting today. So there's 37 spots, and then uh, tell your friends also if you're not subscribed to uh, to get subscribed. Okay, so um, so this one will last until we get 2,000 subscribers. So it could be you know. Could be a little while. Could could be not a little while. We'll we'll find out. Yeah, tell your friends. Yeah, and then 
we're going to do another one for a, for an item not yet revealed, uh, for if you have not liked the Hobbyplex show Facebook page yet, um, get on there and like that Facebook page. So starting today, and we're going to let that one go till next week. So we'll announce two winners next week, possibly three if we get 2000 subscribers, but, uh, either way, first time we've done one of these, I'm new to it. So if I suck at it, I'm sorry. We have some stuff from Tom Rinnerneck that he's going he's gonna to donate to the show at, for a giveaway. That'll be the Facebook one. So we got three. We got tonight, subscribers, and then Facebook. That'd be cool. Yeah. I wonder if I have a body. Well, I probably have a body or something. Yeah. That I could send out. So, uh, so essentially, we're celebrating the fact that we've been doing the show for almost a year now. So uh, the, the first Monday of January... It will be one year exactly, and the and the Hobbyplex show uh, YouTube channel has been around for almost three years now. It feels like maybe two, man. Maybe no, three. It feels like three. Yeah, it feels like three. So because I started it, I think in October, maybe of 2017, maybe as a uh, as a way just to get stuff in our store out. And then it's kind of gone from there. So I need to yeah. do some more how to's I've been, I was thinking about that on Sunday. I want to do some more how to's. So we'll keep, uh, we'll keep mentioning that tonight, but uh, basically if you're in the chat, we'll lock you in and, uh, we'll, we'll draw the winner, uh, next week. Cause I want to get to questions too. So if you have a question for us, um, most of the stuff's going to be answered at the end. Wait, do we have pivot? Do we have pivot? Oh yeah, what is our pivot tonight? Four forty-five. You want to take we that now? Probably, I think yeah, we we Will's got a P. I bet you Will's got a P. Yeah, I have to P. Okay, all right. So here's a uh, so here's a quick uh, here's a quick uh, mention of our sponsor, and we'll be back. we'll be right back. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. This is a pivot lending update with Dave Rolson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is Don Zoller with Pivot Lending, and I'm here with David Olson. We're here to visit with you today about utilizing your mortgage equity for investment opportunities. Yeah, this is a great time. Within the last 60 days, or probably 90 days, 60 to 90 days, the market's rebounding, um, but there's still opportunities out in the market. So we just wanted to touch base on leveraging your equity uh, that you currently have in your house. Yeah. So with the rates as low as they are right now, you know, you can take the equity out of your home and you can use that to invest into the market and you can actually make a larger return on your money there than what it's costing you in an interest rate for your mortgage. The other advantages are when you pull your money out of your investments, obviously everyone's investments have taken a hit right now. You're depleting what's already been depleted and then you're taking a tax hit on the money that you're pulling out of your investments. When you do a cash out refinance on your homes, there's no tax hit on that money. And again, rates are so ridiculously low right now. You can invest that money into some safer investments and rebuild your investment portfolio and then make more interest than what it's costing you for the money. That's a good point. My wife and I actually did this uh, in 2000. 15, we, uh, we pulled some equity out and, and purchased Apple stock at like 75 bucks. 
And uh, I think I checked yesterday and Apple was at 300 or, you know, and it, and it goes up and down and uh, they're, they're cash flush, but yeah, it, it was, it, it worked out really well. So that return on investment, like you're saying, I mean, is, you know, threefold of fourfold of what the cost was. And that was the first time I've ever done anything like that. But uh, we, we had enough equity that we're sitting on it. And uh, at the time, you know, the market, real estate market was starting to come around. Um, one of the dads on the baseball team is an, was a certified financial analyst. So we would always go back and forth and talk about the different investment opportunities. And he was just a big fan of Apple at the time. And I just winged it. But yeah, so we, we killed it on that Apple purchase. So you've got, you've got some good ideas there for well, sure. A lot of people don't, don't think about the fact when they look at their investment portfolio, your home is usually one of your biggest investments. You've mm -hmm. got, you know, people are, you know, pay off the mortgage, pay off the mortgage, pay off the mortgage. Well, now you've got, you know, 150, 200, 300 or more. Once it's paid, yeah. Sitting there, mm -hmm. not being utilized that you can tap into and use, you know, somewhere else and in, in, to invest if you're not ready to retire or if you want to pull that money out and use that money for, instead of having to pull the money out of your investments initially. So to be able to pull that out tax-free is, is huge. Yeah. It's um, like I said, we, it worked for us. I think the key is just, you know, finding, you know, the, maybe the Berkshire B of the world or just something mm -hmm. that, you know, the next big thing <laughs> or something that, you know, is undervalued or but bigger, you know, I mean, not, definitely you don't want to, sure jump into penny stocks. Right. Did that once. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> yeah, that one didn't work out so well, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't do plenty of equity. That was all, that was all cash purchase, but yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were retiring for sure on that one. <laughs> I mean, Bitcoin's still out there. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's great. Good ideas. And uh, I, I think it's worth giving you a call to, to visit on, on the equity side. And if you're needing an investment, um, someone to represent you on investments or trades, Don also has a, um, got some great referral partners yeah, to be great. able to pair yeah. you with someone yep, that can here help you with that. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're interested in seeing what your opportunities are for a cash out to utilize the equity in your home, give me a call 402-715-9082. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. We return you now to your regular scheduled program. Super Chat. A couple Super Chats. Uh, Rod Case Racing, who, uh, if you guys are here on the show and have not subscribed to his channel, he does a whole bunch of our races uh, on YouTube. So he's captured a whole bunch of our racing. But uh, Rod gave us two bucks. That's pretty cool. Nice. I actually forgot. I, I told him I was going to give him a body and then I forgot. So then I just went upstairs and I grabbed one and I'll just put it back. And then uh, Peter Renault uh, gave us a sticker and my hero, which oh, I, don't mm. know, I feel kind of weird about that because uh, I, I don't feel like I'm a hero, but uh, maybe he's talking about you <laughs> Who? and your beard. Oh, maybe <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. I should be getting my techno on Wednesday, my, uh, my e-buggy. That's cool. And then I ordered, uh, uh, through the store, I'm getting a RuDog eight scale motor. Oh, really? Yeah. 
That'll be interesting. Yeah. 2000 KV and it has a built-in fan. Oh, it's really neat. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And they're not crazy expensive. It's a, uh, they're one thirty nine ninety nine on a main. So the store doesn't make any money off of it really, uh, based on our costs. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't order one for the store. I just ordered one through the store for myself. But if somebody wants one, I mean, we could definitely order it, but I'm going to give it a yeah. try. I have a, I'm running a rude dog in my, in my tubal mod and it's fast. So I'm going to let it be. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you seem to be an advocate of their products. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see what you think of it. Yeah. And I'm just going to get a hobby wing speed controller. Nothing wrong with that. The winner is. Let's get into race results real quick and then we'll, we'll get to any questions that pop up. I know there's been a few back here and I, I hope they stayed on because uh, normally, unless you drop a super chat, we just, we try to do all the, all the questions at the end. The rule is if you, if you drop a super chat, we'll interrupt the show at any point, but everybody else gets to wait till the end. So, um, mm-hmm. I, but I did want to talk about Friday. Friday, we had 57 entries. Woo. Yeah. 40 people, 57 entries. We had 30 plex specs. Wow. Which means that they earned themselves cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And I forgot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to uh, very quickly run to Walmart between the heats, between the heats and the mains and, uh, and do that. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, just take a look at the, uh, the A main here, Plex spec. You had kind of the usual suspects. You had um, uh, Steve Wall taking the win. Uh, Jackson Anderson got second. I'm not sure what he was driving. I, I think it was like a slash or something. Uh, Joshua Rothfuss was third and Caleb Tolberg was fourth. Uh, Levi Rothfuss was fifth. Jacob Tolberg was sixth. TJ Williams was seventh. I think he broke out and Diego Quintana was eighth and they had a C main of Plex Beck. Mm. And then we ran our, um, we ran our TQ. I'm sorry. We ran our mod buggy and our stock buggy together. And oh, Jackson Anderson was the other stock buggy. Durka dur. That's right. Uh, <laughs> derp. <laughs> derp. Derp. <laughs> I let a Durka dur slip there. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. I normally try not to say that out loud anymore on 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 uh, in public. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I once. Okay. We're gonna go deep here. I, I actually did once say that in in front of an actual like an indian like from india on accident in the store and i i was like oh it like in my head i was like oh crap i mean that's kind of that's kind of making i it was basically it's south park's way of making fun of that cuz then they use that in like um Oh, never Team mind. America World Police. Yes. Yeah, but that, no, the Team America. Well, maybe it was, but that was that wasn't Indians. I thought it they was, used it for the people was, taking their jobs. Yeah, maybe it was taking the jobs. Either way, it didn't come across very good. Luckily, he didn't even notice. So I was, I didn't even mm-hmm. care after that. But I was like, man, you got to watch what you're saying around people. <laughs> I don't want to get fired. Yeah, you do. I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> um, we just started. I don't want to get canceled. Yeah, and what better place to uh, talk about not being canceled and what you did? Uh, then on live stream media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we ran mod bugging stock bag together. I took this one. Um, I missed the first qualifier cause I had to work second qualifier had on full tread silver tires, which were not very good. The track was very, the track was very wet Friday. 
So kind of greasy. Did you run slicks? Yes. I not slicks, but I very close to them. I, I went back and I put on some just the I still I'm luckily I kept them around, but I uh slapped on some really worn out, clapped out tires and they actually work really good. Car pushed a little bit because mm-hmm. um, I left the fronts on, but um, I dealt with it. It was fine. Actually, it was kind of easy to drive. Yeah. Um, just finished a second ahead of Mitchell Pavel. And then Tom finished uh, third. Tom who? Smith. Okay. Tommy. It's weird mm-hmm. here seeing Thomas Smith on the thing. I'm not used to calling Tommy Thomas. I, 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 yeah. I, it's not in my nature to call Tommy Thomas. It's mm-hmm. be like calling Rinderneck instead of Tom Rinderneck is Thomas Rinderneck. I just, I don't know. Uh, and then Jason Haley got a 10 at 604 and he beat Jackson Anderson, who looks like broke out. I can't remember what he did, but he did something. So, so there you go. No. Um, Mitchell was leading most of this race and then he did what Mitchell does a lot. And that's crash a lot at the end of the race. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is with him. He's, he's just got to get in a whole, uh, he's just got to get in a whole six minutes without crashing. He'd do awesome. So yeah, he does. Oh, that's right. Jackson dumped. I forgot about that. That's right. Uh, then after this was mini truggy and, uh, I had mine out and man, it was awesome. Um, Tommy and I were actually having a pretty good battle. He was running his four wheel mod and I was running my mini truggy, but the mini truggy can just get through those bumpy sections just a little bit better than a regular four wheel mod can. So, um, I ended up taking the win. Ronnie and Jesse both didn't start. So, uh, so that was that, um, I think, I think they both broke their stuff before the main started. I just like driving that mini truggy though. It's so fun. You can just hammer it and it'll just do whatever you want. Yeah. Maybe someday I'll have one. Then we had electric buggy and, uh, Jackson Anderson took the win in this one. He, uh, this is eight scale buggy, uh, took the win in this one. Um, Nick Pavel and Ronnie went and Bill, uh, Stanesh, Stanesh didn't start. Um, Steve wall finished in front of Jesse. Jesse had a wheel blowout. I was marshalling and I saw his foam flinging out of his, uh, out of his wheel. So bummer. Yeah. And then in pro four and this had eight, eight, eight drivers, uh, Steve wall, uh, Joshua Rothfuss, Levi Rothfuss, Jacob Tolberg, Paxton, uh, Sten, Stenesh, Steve Eichler, Jonas Tolberg, and Matthew Tolberg rounded out the whole thing. Uh, th- this could almost be like Plexpec, like Plexpec, not pro, but like, a. it's kind of funny. A lot of the same guys that race Plexpec race this class, this pro four class. It's, it's not a typical techno short course truck. It's, it's, um, it's, uh, um, like slash four by fours and centons and stuff and a rustler four by four. I saw one driving out there, but you know, Fridays, man, they keep, they, they're getting better. They keep trucking. We got one more this upcoming Friday and then we're done racing for the year. Uh, totally. Uh, cause we're not racing on Saturday, Saturday. Um, cause the store will be crazy busy. So that'll end what, what should be a nightmare 2020, but for us, for on the racing side of things is it's not really been a nightmare at all. It's been really good. Yeah. Uh, carpet. We'll, we'll do this really quick. Um, we had 70 entries. Uh, we were down a little bit. So there's a couple of events going on in 
couple different areas um, over the state of Iowa and in uh, Kansas. So even with that, we had 70 entries. So I was really happy. Um, pretty much all the usual uh, suspects. Um, let me start here. So Plexbeck A Main. So we've come up with a name for Daniel Bender. He is now known as Daniel Fender Bender. Huh. That's a good one. That's a good nickname, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they were trying to get him signed up on RC sign up and they're like, what's a nickname? And I'm, so Rod and, and uh, David and those guys were all kind of coming around you know, going with names. And then, and then one of them said, what about Fender? And I'm like, that's a great one. Fender Bender. Cause it rhymes. So it's easy to say. Mm-hmm. So he, he went plex back. Grant Noonan got second. Elliot Delaire got third. There was just three of them. Um, they were all separated by lap. So it was pretty much a grant was close. Actually, he led part of the main and then, and then Bender just kind of took over. Uh, we had a couple of guys race short course, uh, Brian Moore and Alex Eklund. This was, this race was essentially a tie because they were, every time one would wreck, they would just wait for the other one. Um, and then eventually, eventually Alex like actually crashed. And then Brian was like, Nope, not waiting. (laughs) And it was on the last lap. And so Alex cut the track, which is, I mean, there's two of them. I don't care. They're buddies. So. Uh, so they finished that one for the glory. Yeah, exactly. Um, then what do we got? Uh, so stadium truck was Alex Eklund with a TQ and a win. Uh, Wes Hicks got second. Brian Moore was third. Phil Palmer is fourth. TJ Williams is fifth. Gage Noonan was sixth. Derek Noonan was seventh and Josh Ryan was eighth. And then you had expert, uh, chance roll. Uh, again, like I said, he's found something in that car, uh, the last couple, uh, rounds. And, uh, he had a, him and David were, were pretty close, but in the end it was chance taking it. David Peeler got second, West Hicks third, Joe Schnoes was fourth, Brian Morris, fifth, Corey Tannehill, Dylan Reef, and Kenny Danley rounded out the rest of the, the order. Kenny was up there, but he just, there was, uh, he got frustrated. Um, cause yeah. he, had a, he had a really fast car actually. Um, uh, in mini T. So we had, so we put stock and mod together. So, uh, Dylan reef has a modified mini B now and is really fast. So, uh, so he took the win in mod, um, Grant Noonan, uh, officially got second in mod. And then it was Phil Palmer taking the win over Jake Poteet. And then West Hicks got third. The funny thing is Phil never qualifies with mini T. He just waits to run until the main. Yeah. So it works out. <laughs> and then, uh, two wheel mod. So again, we had, uh, Tom Renneck there this Saturday. And, um, and then you had, um, Ethan Dallaire and Aiden Olson, all those guys. So, uh, Tom Renneck, TQ and a win, uh, Ethan was on him for a little while and then just, and just got a little crash happy. Um, but still your top two guys had two laps over the rest of the field. Um, Alex Vanderbeek had a mistake early, like first corner basically, and went to dead last and then worked his way back up through the field. So he finished third. Jackson Anderson did really good in mod this week. He actually, him and he actually, Alex dunked on him. Right. But then Mm -hmm. Jackson came back and dunked on Alex, which I was like, Whoa, like that was a good pass. And then Alex kind of got around him again and then, and then, you know, started to drive away. But he, but then at the end they were only separated by nine tenths of a second. So Jackson and Alex we had two battles going on for a little while. You had Tom and Ethan, and then that kind of got separated. And then it was Alex and Jackson. Alex just crashed a few more times too. So 
it probably would have been a little bit farther apart, but, but when Jackson was close to him, I mean, he was racy. He was like, Hey bro, don't forget about me. I'm here to pass you, you know? Yeah. Uh, Peevler, uh, only finished one second behind Jackson in, at the end of this race. Um, for a little while there, I remember David was just kind of hanging out in fifth. Uh, then it was Dylan reef, uh, Riley Filbert and Aiden Olson actually broken warm up. And, uh, this is the That's second, the second week in a row. He's broken a car and warm up last week. It was four wheel drive this week. It was his two wheel drive. Mm. Uh, 13, five had, uh, a flip. So David Peevler, uh, got a TQ and a win, which I believe he really needed in the points. Uh, chance Rolk finished second. Jake Poteet got a third. Uh, Joe mm-hmm. Schnoes finished fourth, Nathan Hogan, Miller, Wes Hicks, Corey Tannehill, and then Gage Noonan, uh, made the main and finished eighth. Um, actually he got the bump and then kind of stayed there. Uh, mod four wheel drive. There's a handful of them. I believe Tom broke. Uh, yeah, with 18. So at 18, 18th lap, Tom broke out. Um, I think he hit the wall really hard and like half the car was gone. <laughs> uh, then it was Getting there. Yeah. Ethan Mitchell and Aiden, uh, finished out the rest of the order there. And again, Mitchell and Aiden, they're always for some reason close together, no matter what race it is, no matter if it's eight scale, uh, mini T, you know, you name it. And then independent buggy, Kenny Danley just whooped everybody. Um, for the most part, uh, Dylan reef only finished. It, it's a lot closer than it was. Uh, Dylan reef was, 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 uh, your fourth qualifier found something in the main kind of battled with most of the field until the very, very end. So it was actually closer than it says on it was, it was actually farther apart than it says on here, but Dylan did. I mean, he's just trying, he made a big push at the end of the race. And then yeah. uh, a little ways back was Jake Poteet, Nathan Hogan Miller, then Joe Schnoes, Jana Peevler, Derek Noonan, and Phil Palmer. So that was your mains. We got one more week of points racing on January 2nd. I think, I think Plexpex figured out, I think, um, independent buggy 13, five and expert buggy are the two, are the three that are really wide open. And then mod two, well, I think it depends on if Tom Renanek shows up or not. If, uh, if it's yeah. going to be him or Ethan, uh, for the win in that one. And then I won stadium truck last time. So, uh, I don't have to run anymore. That's always nice. Yeah, exactly. The truck's you already been sold. Yet? I did. I made money on it. It was great. I bought it for 175 bucks. I sold the tires for $40. It sold on eBay for two. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, it gets better. I sold it on eBay last week for 240 bucks. Mm, so sold the tires. I did. They're brand new tires. Sold them. They were dirt, good dirt tires. Mm. And then uh, really quick, and then we'll get into questions. There's a couple on here, um, but I want to go over the winter series uh, really fast. So this one, I don't know what's going on. The first round we had, you know, 60 plus, And now all of a sudden the last two rounds, we've only had 40. So it's 43 entries, pretty much all local guys. There really wasn't anybody from out of state or anything that came this time either. So maybe, maybe it's the COVID thing. I don't know. For, for what? On road. Oh, on road. Yeah. yeah. Like Probably we, COVID related. Yeah. We didn't have any of the Iowa guys this time for sure. And the Kansas city guys haven't come up once this year. So it could have been the weather. Is it just That's snowed? true. Yeah, I, it was. It Iowa was, got hammered. Yeah, they did. I forgot about that. You're totally right about that. But it was Sunday. I mean, it was kind of already done. I don't know. It doesn't, don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, nah, it doesn't. Uh, okay. They started off with USGT, so I get to talk about myself, which is always great. So I did race this weekend, uh, Friday night and then Sunday. And I uh, got a TQ and a win. 
Uh, Dennis Reardon finished second. Tony Cook was third. Uh, Jason uh, Rieger was fourth. Mitchell Pavel was fifth. Ken McKinney was sixth. uh, Jaden Rieger was seventh. And Mason Ebner was eighth. So there was eight USGT cars. I saw the points and it shows Ken McKinney in the lead, but I don't think Tim's put any drops yet because I've got a second, a first, a a TQ and a win, and a TQ and a win. Yeah. And, And I don't think there was any drops listed yet. So I don't know. He does things a little bit differently. Yeah. Than I do. Uh, TCS spec. So these are your TTO twos on road cars and they're, um, they, they can only run, uh, Tamaya hop ups, Tamaya tires, uh, and then 20, I think it's 21, five locked end bill motors for brushless. Actually, I think they have to run the reedy motor if I'm not mistaken. I believe, I believe you're correct. Yes. Uh, Jim Hungate took the win. Mark Ebner was second. So TQ and a win actually for Jim. Uh, ben Seedlick was third. Barry Evelyn was fourth. Uh, Tom Quinnensley was fifth. Brenton Rieger was sixth. Uh, ben Chapluski was seventh. And Lance Chapluski was eighth. And Ron Chapluski uh, didn't start. He might have busted his car maybe in warm-up. He had nine, nine of them. So one-third of the race were Chapluskis. Uh, vintage Trans Am. Uh, so Tony Cook back to the top. Remember, uh, I've talked about this in the past, but Tony's got a really good, uh, fast vintage Trans Am car, and he's usually winning this class with. So uh, he got a TQ and win. Dennis Reardon got another second. Mason Ebner finished third. Uh, ben Seedlick was fourth. Barry Eveland was fifth. Chris Tyler was sixth. Looks like he broke out. And then go to Euro Truck. So these are the TTO1 Tamaya Euro Trucks, and you're not allowed to make any changes other than bearings, and you can glue the front tires on the sidewall. No other changes are allowed. And uh, Tim Ski whooped everybody. Uh, Chris Tyler was your TQ, but he finished second. Uh, Jason Rieger was third and Barry Eveland was fourth. It's weird that there's only four of them though, because on a, so one Wednesday a month, usually it's the Wednesday after the, the, the winter series races, we do a, a Euro truck night and there's like 40 of them. So it's just weird how there's just four of them. I don't know. Uh, Formula one, uh, Ken McKinney, your, uh, uh, local x-ray driver, uh, TQ and a win Dennis with another second. So that's three second places for Dennis. Jaden Rieger finished third. Jim Hungate was fourth. Mason Ebner was fifth. Mark Ebner was sixth. And Tony cook was uh, seventh. He was your second qualifier. Looks like he broke out. And finally 12 scale. There's just five of them. Kobe Krell was a TQ and a win. Chris Tyler got second. Mitchell Pavel was third. Uh, Will Ferrex was fourth and Ryan Wheeler was fifth with a DN did not start. So I don't know, kind of a weird day on, on Sunday. It's just the, the, yeah. turnout, you know, the, the turnout was fine, but, but you know, we'd always take more. It was just kind of more is better. Kind of bizarre. There you go. There's your race results. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? So going back through the chat here, <laughs> Johnny S was like Beavis and butthead rule. That must've been when we were talking about, uh, cartoon markers yeah or markers yeah, yeah. there's an episode where i thought they were huffing markers was it yeah <laughs> i used to do a really good beavis and butthead i don't know if i can do it anymore I, I lost i used to do a lot of voices when i was younger but i don't know i used to walk around it's really stupid i used to walk around doing the the cornholio thing yeah i'm not I gonna bet. i'm not gonna do it <laughs> i don't feel like i can do it now it's like 
Hey, it's, button. Check it out. Uh, what? Check it out. That's all I can do. That's it. <laughs> it's not very good. That's it. Yeah, I used to do so much better. Jason Helley said the north north end of the stand was hard to see the backside of the oval. I kind of agree. The oval is just really dark right now. I don't know what to do with that. It's just dark. Um, we're supposed to get the lights fixed, um, but Mark Matt Robinson's got a real job. So, yeah. Uh, Jeremiah Asbury says, uh, "How's the racing going?" So you know, we just went over the race results. Uh, the Hobbyplex continues to just kind of forge ahead, and we keep getting good race days. So what do you attribute that to this year? I mean, it, I have my own idea, but what, what do you think? It was, it was getting good even before COVID. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, we've kind of had a resurgence of people even, yeah, before, even before COVID, just people coming out of the woodwork and wanted to start racing and, or even racing again. And I think that maybe like the co like, you know, how hobbies kind of did better, like with COVID. You know, yeah. like people are at home wanting to build something or do something. Maybe that had something to do with it. Yes. Um, and I'm sure a lot of, I, I think like even the summer series is so big was because uh, we didn't, there wasn't a lot of racing going on. Same yeah. with the winter series. There just isn't a lot of racing going on. So we're having a race. People are coming just because they want to race, you know? Do you think, do you think though that, and I mean, this is going to sound like I'm tooting our own horn a little bit, but, I mean, don't you think the atmosphere here has changed? Oh yeah. No, I, I, because I remember, I remember back in like 2013 and 14, I mean, race nights were sometimes tense. Yeah. And I don't think we definitely have a good, uh, scene, you know? Yeah. I just, I don't think it's like that as much anymore. I mean, you can still get the ever, ever, the disagreements after the races every once in a while. But, it, but there's not this like just weird feeling of dread at the track. Nobody wants to experience that when they go to the track. And I think that, that for a little while there, that, that was kind of hanging over us a little bit. Yeah. No, I mean, we've had some of the guys that I think that that atmosphere kind of followed them around like a dark cloud. Right. And those guys aren't really, those guys aren't racing anymore. And yeah we've just had a better overall experience for the new people coming in that I, I think is important. You know, nobody, a lot of the locals, I mean, they're doing it because they like doing it. Nobody's trying to go pro or whatever. And yeah, I think it, that matters. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Uh, another one from Jeremiah. Um, what's the best FPV drone? I think it's right now. I, I haven't know. thought about a drone. In I don't know how long. I, so, I f- it depends on how much money you want to spend. But a first-person view drone. I, the thing is, is most of the like the racer guys are building them. They're, they they yeah. they buy chassis. They buy the the stackable uh, components, and they buy the motor separate. And they just they just build them. There's not really a good ready. To, I mean, Horizon Hobby hasn't made a. Uh, a ready to fly FPV drone in a while. If you're talking about like a, like a video drone, you still have to, you still have to basically go with the uh, DJI. As far as I know, yeah. like the Mavic two or Mavic pro or 
even the Phantom still. I mean, you still can't get around that technology that works so good. Right. I haven't heard of any other brand kind of kind of moving in on that territory. I mean, Autel is another one. A-A-U-T-E-L, I think. We looked at carrying their stuff, but they they had a, I think their their customer service thing basically um they won't once the sale happens like the hobby shops completely taken out of it so we wouldn't be able to even help anybody it's kind of like mm. that with dji too but 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 the other thing is yeah. the margins are so terrible that it doesn't really make a sense for us to carry that stuff but right yeah as far as i know the answer to that one is is i think if you're on the camera side you know with the gps style first person drone i think the mavic is still your best bet whatever new version is that i think it's the mavic 2 and then if you're racing them you just it's you, you everybody's building them there really is no ready to fly one <laughs> tommy said uh that's when i used to be able to back when i used to be able to beat you that was when i was showing off that body in like 2000 when i was 2002 2003 <laughs> i think yeah. i think tommy will be able to beat me here shortly i mean he was on he was on pace on friday for sure yeah so it's actually pretty it's it's like riding a bike like seeing tommy again at the track brings back a lot of good memories from back then so it's really nice having him having him and his family there in general but it just 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 it's like um it's like almost being a weird proud dad in a way like to see somebody who's been out of it for that long i mean he hasn't i don't think he's driven an rc car in 20 years and and to see mm-hmm. him working a four wheel drive mod car around, you know, quickly, it's just like what four wheel drive. Did you get a Losi? He's a he's a Losi guy at heart. But it's just it's just cool. You never. I don't think you ever really lose that touch if you've got it. You just have to ref, you just have to learn how to refine it. You know, which is where I usually go wrong. <laughs> Not very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. Alex or Will, know of any Lexon airbrush painters? This is from Johnny S. So, uh, so the guy who paints my bodies doesn't do them for the public mostly. But he'll, and he's also my guy. He'll paint. He'll paint for his friends, and if he can do the body, because he's been painting my same paint scheme for probably ten years now, and I don't want to change my paint scheme. I like it so. He can knock one of my bodies out pretty quickly. But other than that, he's, he's actually been, he actually got in trouble. I think it was his wife. So I want to get Kenny on this, on this show. Actually, I talked to him about it once. That'd be cool. But I still recommend Bob's bodies. Anytime anybody asked me, I'd say Bob's bodies is the one that you, you know, you should really uh, look into here in the Omaha area. What about nationally? Like, is it, um, very dark side. Dark side and uh or Larry Genova. Larry Genova still doing them. And uh what about bombshells? Is that is that in the US? RC bombshells? I don't know. There's that Bradley Fine Lines oh, yeah. design. That's right. Whatever. Yeah, they do a lot of really good bodies, pro bodies. So there's four pretty good options for you. That turnaround time is what what about what do you think theirs is? No there's, idea. Because some of them you gotta wait a while. I've never had a I had anybody but Kenny paint my body. So That's true. I don't know. Yeah. He is, he has a great job. So um can you dip Lexon bodies? I've seen I've seen Lexon hydro dipped. 
Yeah, there was a guy doing it that isn't racing anymore. Yeah, but, Ra- Randy White. Yeah. Yeah. I ha- I haven't seen anybody else try it since then. That's true. Uh, Full Throttle Edit says, uh, this is Jack. Do more videos of uh, of the Outcast jumping over buildings. You'll make more money on those videos. I don't know, dude. That the the house jump video has only been viewed like eleven hundred times. It's not uh, actually isn't doing that well. We need more videos with girls in them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no doubt. So the the Tamaya the Tamaya race video that I have, um, I put Courtney Day on the on the as the uh, thumb thumbnail, and uh, I have a theory basically that says. Um, that if you have a, and it's proven that if you have a girl in your thumbnail, you're likely to get more clicks. That's why I took, um, I took, I took Christie's picture and I put it as the thumbnail on one of our techno videos and it got like twice as many more of it hits than, than regular. Yeah. It's, it's a proven, yeah. it's a proven uh, thing. Yeah. Cute girls sell likes. Yeah. Uh, my wife, by the way, will not let me take her picture and put it on YouTube. She's only been in a, like one YouTube video and she was pissed at me because she was wearing her like, I don't give a crap clothes. <laughs> so she's like, why did you put that on there? I look terrible. And I'm like, ah, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. See, nobody, nobody cares. cares. <laughs> like Jurassic park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter Renault, have you ever had to DQ someone for cutting too many corners? Uh, <laughs> well, should I tell this story? I don't know. Should we tell this? So. Should we tell? You can I mean, tell it. I will listen and giggle. He doesn't race anymore. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. So, what the heck? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's up to uh, you. Okay. Uh, so, I have. So, as a race director, uh, it is my duty to control the race, basically, right? So, if I see somebody cutting the track, I'll usually say, uh, uh, nope, you got to wait. You got to wait. So sometimes you got to, you got to use judgment, right? So my rule is if, if, if they get a bad marshal, let's say, let's say they reckon upon, and this, we had to do this a lot on Tuesdays. Remember when, remember we had some low Tuesdays and it was just like you, me and some other dude and, and only like yeah. two marshals, right? Mm-hmm. So you get a long marshal. I would, I would tell the guys, look, if, if it takes that long to marshal, just go find another spot to catch them up just a little bit. You still got to pay a penalty for the crash, but you shouldn't have to, you know, basically lose a lap. Yeah, especially on a big track. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times if it's plex spec, you know, and it's, and it's really egregious, they need to learn. So I'll tell them, ah, ah, ah no, you got to pull over and wait and I'll make them stop and wait. But sometimes I let some stuff go in that class, uh, you know, just because they're, they're young kids. Um, in other races, you know, if, if somebody gets a bad marshal, I'll allow a certain portion of the track if, if I think it's fine. And I usually let the corner marshals make that judgment call. If I think it's too much, like, like, like Ethan, remember this year at the summer series, he gave, yeah. he gave, I think Nate a really good marshal. And I was like, no, nope, can't win that way. You gotta, you get, you gotta pay a penalty of some sort. Cause the lap time was basically equal to what the fast laps would be. So there are some instances where you can let it go. And then there's some instances where you actually cannot let it go. And so, uh, absolutely. I have actually disqualified somebody for, uh, for cutting the track 11 times in a row. As a matter of fact, in a portion of the track that I told them not to, this was at a uh, big nitro race we had. Was it 14? 13? Byron's fuel race. Yeah. So I said at the start of the weekend, this is why I normally don't put jumps. Um, 
in certain spots on our track on the big dirt track, because I'm afraid of uh, a track cutting, but also um, Marshall's getting hit. I don't want, you know, I don't want to make a dangerous track if I can help it. And when you're mm-hmm. dealing with eight scale, that's kind of difficult sometimes because they can get kind of crazy, you know, especially electric truggy. <laughs> but yeah, the, the widow maker class yeah, is what it, I call yeah. it. So during this main <laughs> event, a certain pro driver, I'm not going to name their names, but uh, yeah, just sure. decided that he was going to cut the track and basically he was jumping this big jump over a lane. And I specifically said not to do that at the start of the weekend. And it wasn't even directed at this, this certain driver. It was actually directed at another guy well known for doing dumb stuff like that. That was there in attendance. And, and you, and you explained what was going to happen if you do this. Yeah. All in the driver's meeting two days before this happened. Yes. And for the most part, everybody played by the rules and then this happened. And I just happened to be, I was actually racing that, that, that weekend and I had just happened to be on the track marshalling. Uh, I'd let another guy take run run the race. Well, I was I was corner marshalling because we had that Daytona turn or yeah. whatever. Yep. I was in the middle of that, and I look at you because you had your back to it. Yeah, I look at you and I was like, look. "Oh, that's right! You were yelling at me." I saw it and I looked up towards uh, Danny who was running the race, and I was like, "I had my hands up, like." say something. You got to say something. And this is when I made the decision. It was at that race. I made the decision to never let that happen again. I'm always going to be in the booth. Yeah. Well then, then you went up, uh, you walked off the track for marshalling mm-hmm. and you went up on the driver's stand and said something to, uh, one of the team managers for the fuel for Byron's. And you were like, what is like, whatever. So what, and you, I don't even think you made him, you didn't take the runaway, but the- yeah. So the, basically the thing was, uh, I said, look at the, at the start of the driver's meeting, I said, if you do this, uh, you're gone. It's dangerous. You're going to hit a marshal. You're going to hit somebody. Do not do this. Whatever you do, do not do this. If, if, if you do this, you're out of here. No, no questions asked. I'm just going to ask you to leave. And it was, like I said, it wasn't directed at this, this person. It was directed at somebody completely different who I was mm-hmm. like, who always cuts the track and I've busted for cutting the track yeah. before. And Mm -hmm. he actually didn't do it this time, but this guy did. And because it was uh, a team driver for the sponsor of the race, I'm like, well, I got to do something. Otherwise all these people are going to be looking at me like, well, this guy gets special treatment because of this. Mm -hmm. So instead of asking him to leave, I just said, look, I'm just going to disqualify you. I got, I have to, you left me no choice whatsoever. And that yeah. was, and that was that I disqualified him. So whoever got third, I think it was, uh, I can't remember who got set, who got third, ended up being second and you know, all the way down the row. Anyways, that person was not very happy. And I was actually shocked that they came back the following year, but mm-hmm. then they were cool the next year. They were totally cool. So whatever rules are rules, rules are rules, <laughs> dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I, there's some stuff I could say on here, but th- there's, there's, there's some stories I could tell about rules are rules. And who said that at the following Byron's race that mm-hmm. after my experiences with roar, uh, being on the XCOM and then also being at some of these races is right. Full of crap. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. doesn't actually follow the rules. And, and it, op- that, that experience really opened my eyes to, uh, self-entitled buttholes, I guess, you know, at yeah. certain races. So 
Yeah, sure. dude. I, I, boy, it's such a crazy world we live in. And, and it shocks me that some of these guys are able to retain their sponsors with all the stuff that they do. Not many of them. Most, most honestly, most pro drivers that are out there now are of good character. Yeah. No, I, uh, uh, the way I look at it is like if I have a disagreement with a, a call or something that's done and I talk to the race director about it and they can explain why they decided to do it that way. Yeah. Or, you know, if it was like, you know what I mean? Yep. And, and if, uh, I don't, if I still don't agree with it after it's explained to me why it was this way, then I just don't go back. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Rod case wants to know, did you sell your carpet cars? Kenny said he was racing one from you. Uh, yeah. Kenny Danley yeah, bought it. Kenny Danley bought his, that's why he was racing mod, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Is there going to be a thousand lap enduro? Uh, there will be in the springtime. I'll schedule it sometime in the spring. <laughs> Full throttle edit says, uh, make more videos of me crashing my planes. By the way, you should, not that he needs it, but you should subscribe to his channel too. Cause he's got all these cool, uh, I think it's edits of like snowmobiles or something. Yeah. Uh, Jason Haley wants to know, uh, do you have the new oil bag? No, not yet. Um, I'm going to order one when I order some tires. So that's J concepts, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. New oil we bag actually, just came out. We actually just got in a new ProTech uh, oil bag at the Plex, but I was that's actually, gonna, cool. I was actually going to buy it get that one. But then I saw J concepts like a week later came out with one. I'm like, Oh, well crap. Now what? Yeah. Just get that one. Yeah. I'll get that one. All right. Everybody in the comments, I will have your guys' names written down and, uh, we will do a random number generator next week and we'll give away this body. And then, like I said, when we get 2000 subscribers, we'll, uh, um, we'll figure out who subscribe between now and then. And then, uh, and then again, if you haven't liked the Facebook page yet, it's uh, the Hobbyplex Show on Facebook. It's uh, it's really easy to remember. Like that, and uh, all the new likes from today onward uh, will get put in. And then I'll figure out something else to do cool for everybody, for all the subscribers or whatever. We'll figure out how to do that too. There's got to be a way to do it. Other channels yeah. do it, so... We'll figure it out. We, we got to come up with a cool, cool prize. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind know. of a big one. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe we can get somebody to give us a ready to run car. Oof. Yeah, maybe we'll figure it out. Uh, okay. So there you go. That was uh, another good show in the works, uh, in the books. We're almost done with our first year. I can't believe it's been a year. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So this was, uh, this was great. Um Make sure that you guys check in with our sponsor if you're going to get a home loan or a refinance, uh, something like that. Um, Pivot Lending Group at pivotlending.com. Uh, make sure you ask for Don Zoller, or uh, if you if you if you'd like to try try Aiden Olson's dad. It's kind of funny sometimes. Yeah, just ask for Aiden Olson's yeah, dad. That guy jet sets all over the place though, so the chance of you actually getting to talk to him is probably pretty nil. But you're supposed to ask for Don Zoller anyways. Uh, but mention the show. Yeah, but ask for Aiden Olson's dad. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, <laughs> mention the show and, uh, and then you'll get set up and, and on your way to a $500 lender credit off your closing costs or, uh, 0.125 off your interest rate. And, uh, dude, I, there, there, there was a acreage that just popped up in, uh, the County North of us, Dodge County, I think it is. Um, that was beautiful. 
and it was only six hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars. <laughs> Why didn't you just write the check? <laughs> Darn it! I looked at the I did the payments calculator, and it would have been like thirty-six hundred dollars a month. There's no way that that I'd be able to afford that. Can I just use some of that internet money. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyways, okay, that's it. Uh, we're gonna go. See you guys. Bye.